Hello and welcome to the Hello Judges podcast. My guest this week is Luca Croce. Luca works for Goldbox Coffee Roasters in Newcastle and Luca has won the Brewers Cup in the UK twice in a row and he's currently in preparation for the 2024 World Championship. As this podcast cools, the acidity becomes more vibrant. Please enjoy. All right, Luca, welcome to the podcast. Hi, <laughs> thank you. How are you doing? How's your day been today? Uh, really good, yeah. Um, just made a few coffees, went to work, all that good stuff, yeah. Amazing. So what do you do at Goldbox? What's your day-to-day like? So I do a range of different things. So I do sales. I've actually started doing production roasting, which I f- it's a little bit challenging, but I'm slowly getting better at it. I think it's like one of them skills which takes a very long time to perfect and there's a lot of learning to do for sure. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Did, did, you, uh, did you roast your own coffees for a competition? No, no, I didn't do that. Uh, some of the guys, I had um, Craig, he helped us in the roastery uh, in Newcastle and then some some people that work in Dubai, London, he roasted my competition coffee because I'm not, I'm nowhere near that, that level yet. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. How did you, uh, how did you get started in coffee then? How did I get started? Um, that's when I worked at Costa. And then there was a little competition, like a little regional competition for brewing, um, which was at Pierre Need. So I brew, I came third, uh, but I knocked one of my aeropressors over. And uh, so that means that I had to dilute more water, but it still tasted really good. It was really, embar- I was really embarrassed. <laughs> uh, so I was like, all right, let's just try this. I'm going to have less coffee, but I'm going to dilute more more water and it tasted really good and I think that was kind of like the start for me so the nationals was coming up for brewing and my mom was like oh would you like to do this and I was like yeah why not I didn't really know what it entailed uh until I started watching um like the world brewers cup so I got a lot of um inspiration from like Matt Winton Chad Wan Sierra and like total idols and coffee for me anyway so and then I watched them and I was like, wow, like this is gonna be really tricky. And I think one of my biggest challenges that I've had in brewing is multitasking. So speaking in brewing at the same time, where you've got to look at time in grams and thinking about flavour notes, it's it's a lot. So I, I have to I try and keep extremely focused while I'm practicing for competition. Yeah amazing what's your process for that like do you sort of learn your script beforehand and then try and do it at the same time as brewing or learn it all in one go so i usually so what what i'll do is um i'll give myself around i would say like a month and a half two months i'll have the i'll put like a script together so i'll put the script try and like learn that fluently and then while i'm brewing and speaking i'll just come up with random flavor notes and try and switch things up because like the day before the competition, a flavor note might change and like you have to be um, flexible because for argument's sake, if I'm saying strawberry and on the day it's not tasting like strawberry anymore, you're going to lose points. So yeah, that's one of the things I do. It helps a lot. 
Yeah, definitely. Like one of the worst things you can do is convince your coffee will always taste like something. Yeah. Like I learned, like I competed in the Manchester Heat of the Bristol Championships and I had a coffee that for me was really floral. And then I got there on the day and I think it was the water and it just did not taste at all like how I'd practiced. Thankfully, I uh, adapted to that, but it's definitely something you need to watch out for. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I want to do the barista competition at some point, but I think barista, like the barista competition compared to brewers, I think that, well, a lot of people say that brews is harder, but I definitely think that the barista, the barista competition will be a lot harder because there's a lot more multitasking going on. You see, I think brewers is definitely difficult. I mean, you've got to say a lot more flavour notes, right, from hot to cold. But actually, I think that the flavour notes have changed. You don't have to say hot, warm and cold anymore. I haven't read through the um, I haven't read through the rules yet, but that's what I've heard from other people that have read it. So, yeah. Talk to me a little bit about the team and the support you had around you with, like, over the past, well, it's just the past year of uh, yeah. heavy competition. Yeah, so um, I'm really lucky. So I work for my mum. Well, like my team in Dubai have helped us a lot, like with my training. So we've got the two times uh, UAE Barista Champion. Um, we'll have um, Mon. He's won the Lyar Championship in the UAE. He's actually going to be representing the UAE in the World Lyar Championship in uh, Taiwan, I believe it is. Um, we'll also have Kia. She is the international Levata champion. Um, yeah, who else? Uh, we've also got um, Michaela. She won the World E-Brick Championship. Um, yeah, so and we've, I've got, we've got a few other staff members, but the, everyone kind of like specialises in something and everyone's, everyone's super skilled to the give us so much information I'm honestly I'm really lucky like I couldn't have done it without my team for sure I'm like extremely lucky extremely lucky and uh, all these people work at Goldbox right yeah well, everyone works at Goldbox Michaela she she um, she just how can I say like she runs um, some cafes with my mum in, in Dubai so she She's helped me through the process of doing the competition, especially um, in the first few months. So as a company, like absolute powerhouse when it comes to competitions. Yeah, like totally, like we're really, we're really going on it. Um, like I leave home, I've left home for training because I've got competition sized tables over in Dubai. So like this is where I train. Um, so yeah, I'm just really lucky to like have the space to be able to train and it's something that I'll work for a little bit and do that um, for like four or five hours a day for I would say about a month and a half, something like that. Yeah. Because for me, it's really important to know what you're saying before you're saying it. So I try and get the script as fluent as I can. So, because when you're on stage, there's like a lot of pressure and there's a lot to think about. So I find it easier um, if I know the script fluently. Yeah. So there's a lot of preparation that goes into it for sure. Yeah, there has to be. And like, there's absolutely no doubt like how much preparation you must have gone through from like, you know, being like, oh, maybe I'll get into doing Brewers Cup to yeah. becoming the 2023 champion. And 2024 as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
So let, let's dig into the 2023 season a little bit. So seems like forever ago now. What was it, March or May? I think it was May. Yeah. May. Yeah. And you won the UK Championship. You had a blend of coffees from Cafe Granja. You had the Lorena and their Geisha, right? Yeah, yeah. So what made you decide to go with those coffees and how did you come up with like blending them like you did? So... I went to, I, I recently, well, not necessarily recently, but it was last year I went to Colombia and I cupped a bunch of coffees blindly. Um, and there was just two coffees that were sticking out, which was the Geisha and the Lorena. So um, I believe that if I blended these two coffees together, it would just create something like so complex, like exceptional. Um, so then I decided to, go deeper into grinding so that's when I decided to come up with something a bit different and change like have one coffee at a thousand microns and one coffee at 500 microns and it just gave a really balanced cup something that was really complex and really juicy and very vibrant as well so yeah that's kind of how I came up with the the coffee and the concept and everything it's really interesting. And did you grind both coffees on a Comandante? Yeah, I, 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 I did it on one of them. I think it was like 27 clicks and the other one was like 15 clicks, something around something around that number, 30 to 15 maybe. I think it was that. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. And what's uh, really interesting for me is then you go to the World Championships and you have the same varieties, but from a different producer in the same country. So when, um, assuming you went to go visit Immaculada between yeah. the UK Championships and the World Championships, did you go with the intention of picking Lorena and Geisha again, or did you go with a real open mind? Um, well, I didn't. I, so basically, I went to Cafe Groja in Immaculada at the same time. So I went at the same time, but I tried the coffees again from Immaculata and I thought that they were basically producing a better cup profile, um, which is why I went from Cafe Groja to Immaculata. But both the coffees still like admit, like really exceptional, like really amazing. Seriously, like so impressed, so impressed. So, yeah. Yeah, like they're both like highly regarded producers for very good reason amazing yeah i mean when i visited um it was just because i'm so new in the coffee um i knew a little bit about processing but not really too much and even now i'm still learning about it but when you actually go there to origin and you find out really what goes on behind the scenes it really opens your eyes a lot um and i definitely appreciate coffee more than what I did before going Origin. So, yeah. And so you've been, how long have you been working in coffee now? Like nearly two years? No, um, <laughs> I'd say around a year, like a little, probably a little bit less to be, like in specialty coffee, I've been working in less than a year. But um, when I was younger, I always used to immerse myself in coffee. Like I've always been helping out at the Rose Show weekend since I was like 15, 16, like doing cuppings. My dad, he used to be a roaster, so I'd help him, like, do the packing, do some cupping. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really fall in love with coffee at first when I was younger. I think it's something that you just kind of, how can I say, just drop in there, really, and it just gets you. 
yeah absolutely you've got to make your uh, your own path there as well like i have a, a friend whose family also own a coffee roastery and like he was obviously never forced into it but it's like a family business and they all sort of work together now and it's really amazing yeah it's nice so for uh 2024 which was like two months ago um uh, cafe culture you won the bros cup championship again yeah yeah um and you used the mandela from cafe granha uh, yeah. So you had all the best coffees in the world available to you at this point, pretty much. Like, what made you pick this one in particular? So, at the time, I was struggling to come up with a concept, something that's really interesting, but something that I also care about a lot as well, which is climate change and the environment. So, as I mentioned, that Mandela produces thirty percent more hectare per hectare. Sorry, and um, it's just something that I really wanted to talk about um so i discovered it also when i went to origin in colombia last year um and there was like a little there was like a little sign that said mandela at the nursery which is where where all the all the baby coffee plants are so i was like what should i talk about and then i remembered i was like yeah like mandela and i found out a bit more about the origin i think it's super interesting like i mentioned before climate change it's super important especially going ahead in the future and especially coffee. So yeah, that's how I kind of came up with the concept and the idea. Great. Yes. I think with competition, uh, there's usually two routes to go. Like one is you have a concept and you find a coffee that fits in with it, or you find a coffee which helps you create concept. Indeed. Yeah. I agree. So, so um, have you started preparing for the world championships in Chicago? Um, so today, um, I've been brewing, just practicing compulsory because my brewing as a whole, it's pretty good, but it could be better. And I think, um, I've got so much more learning to do and I've got some other recipes that I want to try. I think AeroPress is great. I love AeroPress. Um, but I want to do some more experimenting with the, with the switch with the V60 switch. So I'm mainly practicing that at the minute for, in terms of like concepts for the worlds, I have an idea, um, which I don't want to speak about too much. I don't want to give anything away, but I have something, I have something going on. I've got something that I'm thinking about and writing about. It hasn't all came together as of yet, but I'm trying to just put right down bits and bobs and try and put it together. So yeah, I'm really excited. It'll be, It'll be, um, I think this is going to be a bit more of a challenge, I think, because I have to come up with something that's like really interesting, that's also valid in our industry that we're working in as well. So, yeah. Well, you've got a little while to get ready for it, right? Is it uh, April? I think it's in April. Yeah, it's in April. Yeah. Super excited. Nice. Have you sort of mapped out a bit of a training plan for that? So I think I'm probably going to start really preparing again really early, like January, because I need to, I, what I do is I do a lot of practicing with just like speaking random flavor notes and just pouring water and fill the papers without any coffee, because I want to make sure that all my pores are precise, like every single time. Um, but even still, like it's not, 
I think it's just on the day. I think it's just on the day in terms of like pouring and making sure all the numbers are the same. Because it's re- it's that's actually the biggest challenge for me is making sure that it's all precise every single time. But yeah. Yeah, you say you say it's on the day, but I think uh, the results so far show that there's uh, there's no level of luck to the success you're having at the moment. No, no, I, I do I do really put in a lot of work. I mean, when I'm when I'm travelling to go to Dubai, I, I I have no friends or family there. It's just me by myself and also my work colleagues. So yeah, it gets a bit lonely, but I think obviously what you get in is what you put out. Um, usually, so hopefully it'll keep on. It'll keep on going. <laughs> Amazing. Well, we're definitely all behind you in the UK. Hoping you do well in Chicago. Thank you. Uh, so it's been like a super busy year for you. And, you know, with three competitions, you know, UK world, then UK again. How are you managing your work-life balance? Uh, <laughs> that's something that I'm still. That's something that I'm still working on. Um, I do I do find it challenging trying to balance it out because obviously um, I have to focus on two things at once. But I'm really lucky that uh, my mom gives us some time off as well to practice. So I'm not always working. I'm doing a little bit of work, but mainly practicing. So I'm, I'm really lucky in that um, aspect because I know not everyone's in the same situation as me. So I'm, I feel extremely lucky as well. So yeah. <clears throat> awesome. One question I got asked by a few people when I uh, posted that you were coming on is, "Who's a better brewer, you or your mum?" <laughs> my mom. My mom all day. She's better than me, but yeah, she is better than me, hundred percent. She's really good, really good. She will be the next Brewers Cup champion, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That would be amazing to see. Be the uh, first ever like son mother continuing. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think she does want to do it. Like, I I put a video on my Instagram, um, saying like I believe that anyone can do it, and age really it it doesn't matter. It I think it's just, I think it's just different. It would be if my mom was to do it. I think she'd find it a bit challenging because of the amount of time that you have to spend on even finding the music. Like that's really difficult as well. Like trying to find good music that fits well with your concept. That's, that's really difficult, but also coming up with a concept in coffee, it's just so time consuming. It takes up a lot of time. And when you're a business owner, I think that would definitely be challenging for sure. So, yeah. Yeah, and you want to deliver something that's authentic and aligns with what you're passionate about. And so much of the stuff in our industry has already been talked about. Yeah, yeah, that's the challenge. I mean, I'm always trying to come up with new concepts. I mean, I was, I was even thinking about um, doing a concept with like having a barista kettle and then having a different kettle like a fellow stag. But um, I think that idea has already been taken as well. So uh, yeah. <laughs> It is what it is. What to do? Yeah, you've got to you've got to get creative about it. Definitely yeah, agree. So you mentioned um, before that, like you'd watched obviously Matt Winton and Sierra and a few other people. Like, what other Brewers Cup routines have inspired you? Like, are there any other sort of like 
individual standout ones that you really enjoyed watching? Um, at the Brewers, at the World Brewers Cup, I really liked the guy from, I believe it was from the Netherlands, and he really went into depth about water, which is, well, it's the main part of the beverage, isn't it? Water. So water is extremely important. Um, but also there was a guy from uh, Austria that was like grinding the coffee on the stage. So it's more of like a cafe experience, which is also what I liked. Yeah, there's a bunch of different concepts that I enjoy, that I enjoyed watching for sure. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, how different was it for you, like the experience between the UK Championships and then going to the World Championships? I think even like when I went, when I went to Athens, the audience, like it's, there's so many more people watching than there was at uh, Victoria Arduino, which is actually, I thought it actually worked in my favor because I've never spoken in public before. I wasn't really too sure like how my body was gonna react about like speaking and I was super nervous, but I pushed through it. But I thought this was kind of like, um, how can I say like uh, a taster to what it would be like, like almost like a warm up kind of thing before going on a bigger stage. So that definitely helped me. But the experience was so much different because obviously you're going into a big establishment. There's so many more people. It's a lot more, there's a lot more pressure because, you know, you're representing the UK on a world stage. Like there's a lot of pressure because I want to represent the UK well. And obviously myself, the company that I work for. But um, yeah, I mean, I did find it super stressful and I had many challenges, but I think... I'm just really lucky to have such a supportive team, especially my mom, like always saying like you can do it and it really helps push me forward because sometimes you just need them, the like some positive energy, I think, to push you forward. So, yeah. Yeah, I think um, like at least for me when I've competed before is having someone in your corner who genuinely believes you can do it and they're yeah. definitely the people like you want to surround yourself with. Definitely, 100%. It's so important, really important. Because when you're practicing a lot, it does it, it does become a bit more challenging as time goes on, especially because the amount of time that I put into it, like you do it every day, it, sometimes it can get a little bit repetitive. So when you have someone in your corner saying like, go on, you can keep on going, you're going to do it, you're going to smash it, it, do, it does help you a lot, massively. Yeah. And there's there's definitely a fine balance as well. Like you need to find someone who can like, f you know, figure out where you're going wrong, pick you up on uh, the little mistakes you make, but still be, yeah. you know, cheerleader. Exactly. 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 Tough love. <laughs> <laughs> what was, uh, what was the compulsory coffee like in Athens? Cause like as sort of like viewers and people who follow the competition online, you don't get to find out cause co compulsory all happens behind closed doors. Yeah, so from what I remember, I remember being, yeah, it was a dark roast. It looked, it was very challenging to brew because it was a dark roast as well. I think it was from Taff, Taff Roastery. Um, so when I, I, when, cause I, I cracked the bean to get an idea of like the density, um, because obviously if a crack's easier, it's going to be for espresso. If it's a bit more tough at a crack, it'll be for filter. So instantly I was like, right, this is espresso roast. So this is going to be a challenge and a half to brew. So um, 
I've I've got recipes that I do for AeroPress for different kind of roast profiles. So for this one, I just did like a shorter brew, shorter bloom, less agitations, flip under because I don't want to extract too much because I don't want to get too much of that bitterness in the cup. Um, so yeah, it was definitely a challenge for sure. But I think that that's what really I love about the Brewers Cup because it's not just only about who's got the best coffee. It's also about who can brew the best. So, yeah. Yeah. It's been said a million times. Like that's something that a lot of people would like to see in the barista championships Mm -hmm. because a a lot of scoring well in the barista championships is about taking a good expensive coffee. And that has a lot of problems surrounding it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so was that something that you prepared for? Like, were you entirely like ready to take on a dark roast coffee? Yeah. So what I do is, uh, when I'm in Dubai, I'll get a new coffee every day. I do one compulsory practice every day with a random coffee every day. So different origins, different roast profiles, um, and kind of come up with recipes for different roasts. Um, in different origins yeah so i was definitely i was definitely ready for it for sure because it's also that you when you're doing compulsory it's 45 minutes so there's a lot to remember like once you've heated up the kettle you've got your water you did your first batch i usually do about three arrow presses and then tip the rest of the water out get new water heat that up making sure it's all ready before seven minutes because if you do it before seven minutes it's a disqualification so there's a couple of rules to remember yeah yeah there's definitely loads of rules to remember and with the rules having changed recently like are you do you have like a printout of the rules and do you have a, a regular read through them yeah so i do have a regular read through them so I've got like a checklist of like, I'll go through it. I think I'll, last time I went through about four times because I don't want to miss anything. And I think I struggle with the way things are worded as well. It, for me, it's not, it's so reasonably okay, but there's some like wordings which I struggle with. So I'll just put like a star next to it and get someone to like explain it a bit further. Um, Yeah, but the rules are the most important thing because... I would hate that like I would hate to be disqualified after putting two months of uh, practice in. <laughs> so yeah. It's so hard to believe that you've only been competing in competition for like one year. You've only been in specialty coffee for one year. Like I had um Camilla Morgan from uh VA message me and she was like, You've got to have Luca on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Camilla. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah um i mean i've learned so much like my growth in less than the year has just been it's been massive especially in regards to brewing i've learned so so much so i feel really lucky and i mean even for anyone that is thinking about doing competitions it like obviously of course everyone wants to win but but at the same time we're all on the same journey together and not only you're practicing for a competition but you're also gaining more skills and knowledge about brewing which can actually help you when you're in your job or you're brewing at home to make a better cup of coffee so yeah what uh what advice have you got for someone who's thinking about competing for the first time reach out to people for help and myself 
I'll help. I'll give it. I'm always open to give advice and any any knowledge that I have. But yeah, just reaching out to people just for a little bit of advice, even if it was just um, advice on like a speech or um, concept, because concepts so important. But also um, giving yourself a lot more time to practice, practice, especially if it's your first competition. Because I think I spent, because because it was my first competition, I think I spent a lot more than two months. I think it might have been two and a half, three months, just practicing my speech. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely can't underestimate how much practice it requires to like get up on that stage, deliver a speech. Uh, and... It's difficult. It's it's challenging. It it looks easier. It looks easier um, as a spectator for sure um when i first got up there i was honestly i was just so nervous it's a bit because it's daughton you mean you put so much effort and time you practice a lot and like this is your moment so actually when <laughs> when i when i done my when i done the brewers for the 2024 for the first round i didn't sleep too well i had a red bull i think i had like two hours sleep and i was just too too hyper, too energetic. Uh, so yeah, definitely another piece of advice was get your sleep <laughs> and eat well as well. I eat chocolate before I go on stage. What water and chocolate it helps with the energy. Yeah, eating well is something I don't think I have mentioned on the podcast before, but like I like last year I did well like in the Manchester Heat. Mm. And then I went to the semi-finals and I was like, right. I'm going to eat the exact same food. I'm like, I'm not a superstitious guy, yep. but I was like, that eating that meal seemed to work for me. So I had it the night before the semifinals and, you know, the following night before the finals. <laughs> so, you know, you've got to make sure you're not hungry or thirsty when you go yeah. on that stage. Oh, I, you know, I get a bottle, of, I've got a bottle of water with me. I take it on, on my little, uh, on my little car just before I start because I get a really dry mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get a really dry mouth, but actually, this is quite odd. This because it's it seems to me that in the finals is not really where I'm nervous. It's actually the first round because I think it's and I think it's because it's like a new concept, new coffee, like new spiel. Things are different, so it's not the same as last time. But also, it was a bit more challenging for me because I don't want to get mixed up with my words and like my routine because the world championships and the 2024 Brewers Cup were so close together. Like as soon as I finished the world, the world Brewers Cup, I was preparing my next spiel for the UK championship. So I haven't really, I didn't really have too much. I didn't really have any rest to be honest. As soon as I finished, I was straight back on it to the next concept. So, yeah. Did you immediately know that you were like, right, I need to have another go at this? I mean, I, I did, my mom, my mom, um, she thought it would be a good idea and then I kind of warmed up to it. I, I, I did want to do it as well, but at the same time, I was like, there's going to be a lot more, you know, you've got to put a lot more work into it, a lot more effort because you need to come up with something different. But overall, yeah, I decided that I wanted to do it because I only, but I also would have only held the title for maybe like, four months or something so i think that's another reason as well why i why i wanted to re-enter 
so yeah did you feel a lot more pressure like going back into the competition as the reigning champion massively like massively it was a lot it was a lot more pressure and it was definitely I did feel a lot more stress as well because when you go into like when I went in the competition for the first time like I don't know anyone no one knows me so like there's no expectations or anything like that um so obviously when you come back into a competition as like the reigning champion like you're the person to beat like I'm defending my title here um but yeah like overall uh I need I think something for me like growing like as a person I need to learn how to deal with stress a bit better which is something that's ongoing but I'm I'm getting better at it as time goes <laughs> Yeah, you learn so much about yourself when you enter these competitions. Yeah, massively, massively. So here's a question you may or may not know the answer to, and you uh, don't have to answer it if you do know the answer. But has uh, your success in the Brewers' Cup Championships uh, helped Goldbox? Like, has it increased sales? Have you seen um, an impact to the business because of your success? Yeah, I mean, we'd have... um picked up a few wholesale clients um there's a few more people now that are buying more coffee for filter um but overall um it's not massively picked up i think it's just helped um get our business a bit more out there so people are a bit more aware of gold box and what we specialize in so yeah yeah, because entering a competition like this is, uh, there's always a great cost to competing yeah. and competing yeah. at a higher level. And you want to um, ensure there's some sort of like benefit or return. Or, you know, employers tend to want to see that. Like, why should I pay for my employee to compete? Yeah. Like, is, is it a reward for them or is it like a sort of marketing thing for our business? Um, I think it's definitely it's definitely a good marketing marketing strategy to have um because on like let's say for example you can see on your instagram like how many people have viewed your uh profile and it picked up like i can't remember the exact numbers but it it did pick up a lot especially after the world brewers cup um but i think if i mean if you win a world championship like that's that would be that would be massive that that would be massive for anyone for any roastery but i think it's i think it's be definitely beneficial to the employer definitely but also it's i think it's really hard for people that are working as independents as well to get like the funding because like you mentioned before like you do need funding it costs a lot of money to do competitions unfortunately so yeah yeah, it's uh, it's this battle of like your passion leading you to want to do it, and then being sensible about it. But yeah. you know, the the rewards can be high if you win. Plenty oh. of people have launched their own roasteries off the yeah. back of a win. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's it's massive. I mean, one day, not anytime soon, but one day I would love to, like, have my own coffee shop and be do, like be known for, for filler coffee. Like that's something in the future that I would love, hopefully, maybe one day. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you win the World Championships in uh, Chicago this year, um, <laughs> it's going to give you a good platform. Let, let's say, let's say, I, I do, um, you know, there's some 
absolutely amazing competition. Uh, the competition's so high. Um, but to be honest, of course, everyone wants to win a world championship. But like, I'm actually really, really happy with where I am and like what I've achieved. Um, so if I if I don't win it, that's that's also fine with me. Like that's cool because I mean I've won two national championships in the same year, and like the, like I say again, like that's just a a crazy achievement. Um, but yeah, like let's see how it goes. Hopefully, <laughs> if just that one percent of luck, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you never know what could make or break it on the day. Nah, literally, literally. I mean, you can make a mistake so easily. I mean, especially with like. With my with my skills, the Akaya skills, you've got to be so careful because uh, they're quite sensitive. So if you're shaking a bit too much, you might <laughs> press the on and off button or something like that, and it might turn off. Or yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's one thing I had to do with my Akaya scales um, was they were the newer ones. They're so sensitive, and in the Bristol Championships in uh, in the UK, the table was a little bit wobbly, mm. and I pressed you know, tear to tear it for my espressos. And, you know, I didn't have quite the results I was hoping for. But then I've, you know, heard other people who competed in the world championships and they had the same issue. You know, you never know when you're going to encounter a wobbly table. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, luckily enough, I didn't have a wobbly table, so we're all good. <laughs> Key to success is check the wobble of your table first. Definitely. <laughs> Uh, was there anything else you were hoping to talk about or anyone you want to like shout out before we wrap things up uh, big shout out to all my team uh, in Goldbox Divide shout out to my mum for always helping us and supporting us and shout out to like all the SCA as well SCA UK massive massive support from them guys so yeah shout out to them Awesome. Yeah, definitely shout out to SCA UK. Like we've just got um a brand new uh, yeah. committee. Yeah, should be cool. So hopefully uh things will keep running nice and smooth for the next yeah. few years. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Luca. Uh, no worries. Thanks for listening to Hello Judges Podcast. I really enjoyed chatting with Luca and digging into the ins and outs of his success in Brewers Cup and his prep for the worlds. I've got no doubt this is the start of a really successful career for him. This is the last episode of season two, but make sure you're keeping an eye on the SCA UK socials to see what's going on with the UK Barista Championship. If you have any questions or any suggestions, you can email me at hellojudgespodcast at gmail.com. We're going to let this podcast cool down a little to the optimum listening temperature, so please do not assess until I've called time. Thank you. Time. Time.